Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment. Think healthcare provision during a pandemic. Think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Aaron Simpson. Aaron is best known as one of the co-founders of Quintessentially, a global concierge service for the richest people on the planet. Now he has turned his attention to a tech for good project through the social enterprise Kindred. Kindred's technology allows online shoppers to divert cash back to charities, and it aims to become the largest contributor to charities worldwide. Our interview covers a wide range of topics, but at the start, I ask Aaron how the idea for Kindred first came about. Hi, Ben, and thanks for having me on uh, Tech for Good. And um, the idea for Kindred came about because I could see a rapid increase happening in online spend, uh, but the decrease in charitable giving. And how can you mix the two together to benefit uh, both the consumer uh, and also charities at the same time? And the core mission for Kindred is to become the largest donor to charities on earth by 2025. And how we're going to do that is by you and people like you and me spending a portion of their um, cash back that they earn from every purchase they make online and giving it to charity of their choice. And that is the business model. Um, And that's why we set up Kindred, the sole purpose to deliver a good whilst shopping online. How have you developed it then? Like what stage is the company at the moment? So we've been going around two and a half years. We've developed a plugin which sits on your desktop, um, which as you type um, a brand or go to a website, up will pop a deal. So it's so it's to your advantage to take the deal. It's free cash that brands give you to shop on their websites. We also surface around 50,000 coupons as well, coupon codes, which are live and tested every day. Um, and that's been around probably about, 12 months now we've developed that first and then we had a problem uh obviously developing the similar type of plugin for mobiles because they didn't exist at that point so we went the keyboard route so in effect we've created the kindred keyboard which if you download and use it's exactly the same i suppose have you ever heard of grammarly it's the yeah, yeah. correct yeah. your grammar as you go um we do that but for shopping so as you're typing a brand name or a product that you want, up will pop that product and brand name and it will offer you a coupon code or a cashback. It's then what you do with that money. I mean, 1% of it has to go to a charity. You can either nominate it or we will nominate it for you. But most people are donating 50, 60, 70% of their cashback. But the funny thing is, is most people don't realize that every brand does this. Every single brand does it. And they like your clicks because it's not going through any sort of see you know clicks per per cost per click uh, avenue it's direct to them mm-hmm. and they only pay out if someone buys something so the brands see it as a massive advantage as well so 
we really believe that most people will have on their mobile phones within the next 12 months an additional shopping keyboard like Kindred. And can you maybe talk a bit more about how you, you expect this to positively impact the charities that you're working with and, and maybe a sense of the scale that you, you imagine you'll be working at one day with, with the charities? Yeah, so the charities, uh, we've done obviously some testing around the keyboard and it generates roughly a thousand users, generate roughly about £20,000 for a charity per annum. So if you've got a database of half a million or a million donors, how can you get them doing it every day for you? Uh, not having to sit in a, you know, a bath of baked beans or climb a mountain or run a marathon, which, you know, during the pandemic collapsed as a, as a concept and is only creeping back now. Um, how can you get everyday spend, a share of everyday spend? And that impact, you know, if you can get, say, 10,000 users using this, um, it's a quarter of a million pounds a year um, of passive revenue for you. Plus, um, the keyboard will carry your logo. So, you'll save the children or Pudsey from the BBC or, uh, you know, the RNLI, it, it's a continual reminder of you're doing good while shopping online. It feels to me, Aaron, this is a huge kind of untapped opportunity. I guess you, you sort of get that sense as well. Huge. I think the, the thing is, fella, is that, you know, you use your keyboard for everything to access on your phone. We're not surfacing things all the time. So it's not intrusive. It's only when you tap a brand name or a product name that will say, hey, we're still here. Take a look. We'll, we offer you this deal. And it's to your advantage. I mean, in the last few months, I've spent perhaps a couple of thousand pounds online through supermarket shopping or buying a furniture or clothing. Out of that 2,000 pounds, roughly 6 7% of it would come back to me. Well, that's 120 quid, 140 quid then I can decide what I want to do with that money. Uh, and I actually support shelter. So I've donated over a hundred pounds to shelter for free. It's not my money. Well, it is my money, but it's not my money. <laughs> it's been given back to me. And if everybody did that, wow, it would be billions of pounds. I mean, the online online e-commerce transaction market today is six and a half trillion dollars. So uh, if it keeps on growing at its current rate, you know, it'll be over $10 trillion uh, by 2025. We've only got to take a tiny, tiny percentage of that marketplace to really become a significant donor worldwide. Hi, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of the Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this pod. And if you want more, why not head over to techforgood.net for some amazing and thought-provoking stories. You can read about one company's mission to use digital technologies in the fight against HIV, or learn how social media can help refugees take control of their narratives. For those insights and more, read and subscribe at techforgood.net. What are you doing to get this message out there that, that people can do this and, and make a positive contribution to society while doing their online shopping? Yeah, well, people like you obviously help amplify our message. But if you know or have an, uh, or are an app owner, uh, of any description that has a community uh, could be anything from um, you know a courier company to a local pizza store we can embed what's called a small sdk software developer kit tiny bit of code in your app and you can allow your users to automatically download your keyboard your version of the keyboard or ours depends what you want to do and therefore if they want to save let's say it's a local pizza development company that's got you know hundred thousand people on their app 
um, they can save money by putting it into their pizza account, right? Um, so it can be a pizza, uh, it can be an app owner, um, and we can develop that with you, and it takes less than a day to embed uh, through to charities, any charity that is out there that is a, a small or medium-sized charity that wants to leverage their donor base in a different way uh, and encourage them to donate on a daily basis. We're here, we can give you the tools to push that out to your to your um, donors. Um, and, and generally, kindred.co is the place where, uh, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands at the moment are going and downloading either the plugin or the app. So it's a, it's a process, it takes time, but there will be a tipping point where people go, oh, have you got that shopping keyboard? Uh, because I just donated and show people I've just donated 20 quid last week from from just general shopping. And users can obviously choose the charity they want to donate oh. to. So, yeah, like, how does it work from that, in that sense? Yeah, so the user has a choice of over 20,000 charities to choose from. Um, we've partnered with a number of charity aggregators, people like Just Giving and um, et cetera, who help us do the payments to the charities um, for a tiny, tiny fee. It's minimal. Um, and we, we've we aggregated it as many as we possibly can. Um, and of course, if there's a charity that isn't on there, we can add it in. Um, that's not difficult for us to do. Yeah. Maybe give us a sense of what you've achieved so far, Aaron. Like what, what, what are your sort of... Um you know best bits so far how, how how happy are you with how it's gone so far yeah so working with bigger partners is about to start so we've got a number of pilots and trials happening with a, a number of corporations like Mumsnet, uh through to um, gaming developers so people that uh, uh you know put out games on mobile phones uh, through to the bbc we're doing uh pugsy coming along soon so you'll have the pugsy keyboard and I suspect what would what would be uh, a success for us was that in terms of total donations to date, we're, we're edging the million pound mark, um, which in the first year or so of operation is pretty damn good. Yeah, no, definitely is. And you spoke there, Aaron, about how the pandemic really, you know, brought the charity sector to its knees and in many ways. Traditional yeah. fundraising methods, you know, simply weren't able to happen. When you look at the the long term future, how big a part of the fundraising piece do you expect this technology to be ultimately? Yeah, well, as it's passive, i.e., you don't even know it's happening, yeah. um, and also um, it's relevant to you on a daily basis. If you you know spend online, and let's face it, mobile ecom is the fastest growing area, um, and and also on your desktop or on your iPad, um, if we can get you to just make that move. 20 seconds of your life to download it and use it. You're not, I'm not asking you, you don't have to go to our app ever to shop. You just shop as normal. You just shop as you're searching on Google. And then up will pop this little box that will say, hey, do you want some cash back or a coupon? So it's to your advantage to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so how big an impact it will have is if, if you take what you probably donate to charity on an annual basis, and then you equate that to how much you spend online on an annual basis, work out, Roughly, most people spend in the UK around £3,000 a year online. So if you take 7% of that, which is the average cashback amount that you get, um, you know, you're looking at around 210, 220 quid. Depends how much you want to donate of it, but you can have significant impact just for free. It's free. Um, 
and it, it takes quite a lot for someone to put their hand in their pocket to donate 210 pounds a year mm -hmm. so i'm not dismissing that you should do both i think you absolutely should do both um but i think if you can do it for free why not why yeah. wouldn't you do it i i'm yet to find a reason why you wouldn't do it yeah and if you had have you had measured much feedback from the people who are using the technology like i guess that passive element and the fact that or the reason you know you wouldn't there's no reason why you wouldn't do it i guess that that's kind of the selling point isn't it for you have you had much feedback from from users yeah so it's you know as with any piece of tech it develops as it you know as it goes um we we pushed it out um probably in early summer um and that was its first beta launch it's now a much sharper much smoother piece of kit um, obviously, there's still obvious little glitches here and there that pop up, but you have to get used to the fact to remember to switch to it or just keep it on as a keyboard. Um, and I now have it on permanently. Um, uh, and I think that we've ironed out all the issues that we had at the beginning as a technology company. Um, and I think it's really, I think it's a very exciting and very sexy piece of kit. Now. Who says children can't change the world? Our Teenage Tech Stories podcast showcases the extraordinary work of young entrepreneurs on their way to becoming tomorrow's tech leaders. Listen now via the Tech for Good podcast stream or by visiting techforgood.net. Now I want to change tack a bit. I want you to tell the listener a bit about your own history. Have you ever had a really interesting career? Maybe give us a sort of potted version of it. Yeah, so I founded a company called Quintessentially uh, about 20 years ago, which looks after the super rich and in a way that it looks after their lifestyles. So it could be anything from booking a mega yacht to a private jet to a um, to a holiday in the Maldives or whatever it is, buying real estate, etc. And I spent 20 years of my life uh, servicing that community. Um, and I suppose when you reach, you know, the, the grand old age of nearly 50, uh, you start to think about what you really want to do and what impact you want to have. Um, and I've used that network successfully to make sure that Kindred is as successful as possible, as quickly as possible. Um, so it is an antithesis of what I do now. Um, but sometimes you have to do things to learn what you really need to do. Yeah, it's really interesting. Maybe a bit more on that, Aaron. Like, to, like in terms of what we are, tech for good, using technology for good, using your 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 skills, your own skills, your network, as you said there, to try and have a, a positive impact on the world, I guess that that's what you're doing here, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in the end, in the end, Ben, um, you, you're not, you know, you're not remembered for how many Ivy table bookings you do, or, um, you know, how many 120 meter yachts you book. Um, although that is a very positive experience in my life, quintessentially has given me the tools and certainly the network to allow me to, um and success you know financial success allow me to take the time to develop something like kindred which i do think is a passion project for myself um and is driven by purpose and the core team is very passionate about what we're doing um and allows us to um grow you know very fast uh, we're in 56 countries already with kindred um and it's a small team you know quintessentially was three or 4,000 employees, you know, this is a 20 person uh, team, um, more like a dinghy than a super yacht. And um, it's, it's allowed, uh, you know, all the learnings and experience I had building out a global concierge business has allowed me to focus 
and, and hone down the technology side um, uh, um, very quickly and get the right team around it very quickly who are passionate about it. And it's much harder to get the passion um, outside of a purpose-driven you know, entity. Um, and I highly recommend anyone who wakes up on a Monday and regrets going to work to think about what they should be doing with themselves. I also, every, every entrepreneur I meet that um, runs a large business, big or small, which allows, you know, quintessentially allows me to talk to them. Um, uh, I always ask them, well, what are you doing to change the world? What are you doing to better the world? Uh, because as I say, no one really cares how many layaway deals you did last month or what your financial results were last quarter. Uh, not interesting. What's more interesting is what impact you have on people's lives. And I, I, I truly believe we're moving from a stakeholder economy into a, a much more social capitalistic um, uh, um, era. Um, and all, all businesses now, uh, and it's harder for the older businesses to adapt, but all the new up and coming businesses that will be successful will have that at their core. You think ultimately then they'll be measured very differently? 100%. It's not about shareholder value, stakeholder value, whatever. It's about um, the impact one has and not just about lip service to that impact. The number of corporations I have talked to, and I won't name any, um, but some of them really do talk the talk, but absolutely don't walk the walk. Um, and at some point or other, once Kindred is successful enough, I will name them. Yeah. What about the tech industry specifically then, Aaron? Obviously, as you, you know, what you said there, a lot of younger companies, disruptive companies coming in. Do you think there, there's an emphasis, a growing emphasis on, on these companies to use their you know, in what in what cases is some fairly extraordinary technology for a for a greater good rather than just to, you know, have a good bottom line? Yes, I think from the bottom up, i.e. small um, and uh, nimble uh, developer teams, app developer teams, for example, in our, in our experience, um, who get it, want to make an impact, look, you know, produce perhaps games on phones and don't quite know how they could make that an impactful thing. Uh, say they've got 10 million downloads, how can they make an impact? Um, apart from writing a check and donating to a, a charity, how can they get their user base to make an impact? Well, this is a system that can make an impact. I think at the larger level, the larger tech entities are so concerned about uh, user numbers and eyeballs and time on their platforms and advertising, because that's the fundamental basis of their business model, that they have thrown some resource at uh you know social impact stuff um for instance very much so paypal has made it very easy to donate through their through their app um but actually you, 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 the the age of just donating i think is is still around but it's it's dying off i mean it's, the numbers are there it's it's 20 percent down this year alone um so one has to be a bit more smart and clever and go, well, okay, what, what are we trading? How can we take a piece of that transaction? That's what we do. Um, and I would hope that some of these bigger guys will adopt uh, this tech and go, and go hell for leather for it because they have the volume. They have the hundreds of millions of people. I mean, at 100 million users, this thing kicks off billions of pounds of donations to charities. I mean, it's significant. Yeah, yeah, potential is huge, isn't it? Aaron, look into the future now. What, what what do the next kind of six months a year look like for, for Kindred and for you? Like, what are your ambitions immediately? Well, we've done a deal, which I can't talk about here, but we've done a deal with one of the largest gaming platforms. Uh, it's a uh, 
ad tech platform. Um, and they are hopeful and really keen that they think that most of their app developers will adopt this tech as a new monetization tool for their own apps. Remember, the app owners also profits from uh, this, this uh, ecosystem um, um, and allows their users, their gamers, to donate to charity by using the system. Um, so uh, that is our key focus. We've also got around 100 quite large app deals um, in the food delivery space through to, um, gosh, um, banking through to, I mean, a whole bunch um, yeah. that we would hope to launch in the next uh, six months. Um, and you should start popping up on your own mobile phone. Oh, wow. Keyboard that I can donate to my favorite charity. If that happens, then you can get me back on and we can uh, have a chat about who you donated to and how much you've earned so far. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe, and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.